0: Hey, what's going on podcast listeners, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. And this is episode number 26. So let me tell you what this podcast is all about, guys. This is a topic that you might not have heard before. So this might be a new concept. And this might this this might be a little controversial. I don't know. Maybe some of you guys will are not going to agree with me. But let me tell you. Let me tell you what it's about. Basically, this episode is about why rental properties don't make any money. Yes, you heard that right. Rental properties don't make you any money. And of course, I'm going to break that down and explain what I mean. But it might sound a little controversial at first because, you know, everyone talks about rental properties, passive income, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm talking about. So I'm actually going to break down on what I just said. But before all that. I'm not even going to do the news and none of that stuff, guys. We're going to go right into the main topic, but I do want to mention a couple of things. If you haven't listened to number 25, which was the previous podcast, that was about how to design a um, house design uh, and a construction plan uh, basically to um, increase your flip profits. Um, and I, would, I, I highly encourage you guys, go back and listen to that one. Uh, basically I talk about what you need to do on the front end, on the design side, and then what you need to do on the construction side to get the biggest leverage on that, on the back end, so on disposition, on the sale of your flip. Um, that's stuff that I had to go through and learn while doing it because nobody, nobody taught me this stuff. I just had to figure this out and I'm just, uh, sharing my experience with you guys and it's proven formula. So just listen to it, write it down and use those tips and, uh, tactics in your house flipping business. Okay. And in the news, what do we got in the news today? Well, how about we just skip the news because, um, I'm still here in Florida and, uh, I know my business is it's still going in Cleveland. Things are going well. We're flipping houses where we got a couple projects going on, but I'm not going to talk about it until I'm back in Cleveland. And then I'll have all the inside scoop on everything that's going on. And I'll give you a full breakdown of the news in the next episode. All right, let's get right into the main topic. So why don't rental properties make you money? Well, they do, but they don't. So let me explain. So You guys know that um, like the traditional route of real estate, like a traditional ladder of success in the single family space of real estate starts something like this. Usually you uh, learn the wholesaling game, right? You learn the wholesaling game. You know how to get off market deals. And then maybe you take some of those down yourself. You start flipping. You do some light rehabs, maybe like wholetail type of flips. And then maybe you get into some heavier rehabs. So you you learn that game. And then when you start making some real money, then you kind of uh, take some of those profits and you park them in rental properties, long term rentals and And then you know, and that's usually the typical real estate route and from there, you know some people go on to become builders, developers, some syndicators, uh, multifamily, stuff like that. But for me, I actually started out the opposite. so let me let me kind of let me take you back a little bit and uh, tell you that how I started out in rental properties, believe it or not. I actually started buying rental. when I got into the business, I started buying rental properties. And I thought I can buy myself to financial freedom with just like a ton of rentals. And well, at first I thought like, let me just own two or three and then five and then ten. And then uh, I thought, well, eventually I buy enough rentals and I'll have the financial freedom and it'll be passive, air quotes, (laughs) quote unquote, quote unquote, passive. And I'll just go on to retire. Well, um, and eventually, I did that, guys. Eventually, I left my job, and you know, I I, I technically retired, but then I'm still doing real estate. But um, I guess my plan worked out. But it, but I I went backwards. I did it the opposite of the traditional way. I started out in rentals, and then I started doing flips, and then I kind of scaled my portfolio from there. And I even got into wholesale and like deep into my flipping years. I didn't even know how to wholesale a house until I flipped the house. <laughs> so I actually started with rentals and then flipped and then I learned wholesaling. But regardless, regardless what, um, what, what steps you took or what steps you're currently taking, there's no ro- wrong or right way. Okay, So in a minute, I'll, um, I'll get to why rentals don't make you money. I'll break all that down, but I just got to set the stage, right? so let's uh let's let's talk about this concept too you know uh, a lot of people think well you know once I get my uh, rental portfolio in order I will be able to have that passive income well let me tell you that passive that word passive it, it's not actually passive it's very much active um, and i can I can do a whole podcast on this but basically um, when you have a rental portfolio and you and you manage it yourself, even if you have a manager in place. Like even if you have a property manager in place that does just your portfolio, it's still considered active income because you're very much involved in the business. If you were to completely take your uh, portfolio and pass it off to a management company, then it becomes um, it becomes passive, right? Even though you have to manage uh, every now and then you have to jump on the call with the management company. But then think about what you're doing. You're giving away a ton of profit. You're giving away a ton of profit to the management company. And I talked about this on my previous podcast, and and I'll mention this again, that these management companies don't have uh, your best interest in mind. Their best interest is themselves and their profit. So when you have a turnover, you're losing money, right? When you have a turnover on your property and you have to place another tenant, well, you're losing money as the landlord. But who's making the money? The management company—they're making money on your turnover because they get to place a tenant, take their first month's rent, and so on. Uh, when you have a maintenance request, you're losing money. But guess who's making money? The management company. So regardless, um, if you really—if you really want to maximize your profit, you have to. You have to take that portfolio or a couple rentals that you have, and you got to manage it in-house and create processes and systems and SOPs and all that, and manage that portfolio in-house. Now, now, we're going to get to why um, I truly believe that rentals don't make you money. Uh, But before, let's talk about the traditional rental investor versus the way I did things. Okay? And then you'll see the difference and you'll see why um, what I mean when I say that rentals don't make you money. So the traditional rental investor, right? Not in my market. Let's take any other market. They usually buy this house on, on the MLS or close to being turnkey because a lot of run, rental investors, they just don't wanna do the work or they're not in the construction business or they were sold the dream that it's passive. So let me just buy a turnkey property Put a tenant in there, hand it off to the management company, um, and I'll make you know the turnkey model, and I'll make my money. And usually, that's somewhere between 150 to 300 bucks of cash flow per house per month. Okay, so and let's say you have five of those, you know, five properties. So you know, you're making a thousand dollars or so a month on those five properties. But here's why. Here's where. It becomes tricky to a traditional investor. As soon as you get something, a big expense, like let, let's say you get a roof that, that um, you need to replace on one of the rentals, and at the same time, you get a furnace that goes out on another rental, and maybe, and maybe the next month you get a, you got to replace the AC unit. You take those three big expenses into consideration, that wipes out your cash flow for two years. I don't have all my numbers dialed in to give you exact exam, uh, examples and exact formulas and exact exact numbers, but let me repeat that again. On the traditional rental property, single-family rental property investor who cash flows are around $200 a month or so, $150 to $300, as soon as he gets a big ticket item expense like a roof, furnace, AC, anything like that, there goes your cash flow for the whole year, guys, for the whole year. So, and if you haven't experienced this yet, you just, you just haven't uh, held that rental property long enough. You hold that property long enough, you will get to experience that. Trust me. So if you're a traditional investor and you're cash flowing the, around the amount I just said, and you get hit with that big uh, uh, big bill for, for one of these big big ticket items, you're done. Your cash flow is done. And yeah, there's an argument that you know people will say, Well, you know, but my tenant's still paying down my loan. So, you know, appreciation plus loan pay down plus my um, depreciation on taxes and all the write-offs and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I get all that. Yeah, you're, you're, you're making money. You're building wealth long term, I guess. But in the meantime, I just held a rental property and maybe I even had to manage it myself or maybe I had a ton of turnovers and I'm heavily managing the management company and I'm making no money. What sense does that make? So that's why I say rental properties don't make you any money if you're a traditional investor. All right. Now, when do rental properties make you money? Well, let me tell you this. If you're a burr investor and if you're into the construction yourself and you're hiring your own crews and you're doing your own work. And on top of that, you have to buy the house real, real low at a steep discount. Then you start making some money. So when traditional investors cash flow 200 bucks a month, like I look at that, and sometimes I think, that's nothing, guys. Like that's not even life-changing money. And one big-ticket item wipes you out. So why even go after deals like that? I mean, I look at things that cash flow is $700, $800 plus. You know, I got duplexes that cash flow at $1,700 a month, and that's with the 30-year mortgage on it. So on something like that, your cash flow is $1,700 a month. If you, your furnace breaks, that's just two months of your, of your cash flow. And then I'm still cash flowing the other 10 months. So what I'm, but, but what I'm trying to say is to get to that point where you're actually making money in rental properties, not only do you have to buy the property at a steep discount, like super steep, not only then do you have to rehab the property what, using your own, your own crews, your own construction people, and then not only do you have to go to the bank and refinance it so you can keep the refinance proceeds, you also have to manage the property in-house. Now, if you do all those things that I just mentioned, you will be cash flowing and you will actually be making money on rentals. Like, and that's how I did it. And that's why I started out in the rental property space because that's the only way I knew of how to make money in rentals. I didn't even like, there wasn't no like Instagram at the time or YouTube wasn't even that big. I did follow some guys, but <clears throat> I remember actually podcasting was a thing when I started out. So I followed this one guy, but he kept talking about, oh, just invest in, um, in, in turnkey. Invest turnkey. Don't worry about doing the rehab. Don't worry about doing the remodeling and, and the management. And you don't want to do all that. You just want to do the turnkey model. And I kept thinking, I'm like, well, how's this guy making any money if he's cash flowing a hundred bucks a month per property? I mean, one ticket, one big ticket item wipes you out, wipes out your cash flow. So I started thinking differently and I realized that the traditional uh, single family uh, rental investor really doesn't make any money. So that's when I kind of uh, turned everything around and flipped it in my mind and said, well, if this doesn't make you any money, then what does? So... At that point that 's when I you know I figured out how to buy properties at a discount, how to manage the rentals myself, how to manage the construction myself, and I found a bank that can burr these properties for me by burr I mean they can refinance them for me after I flipped them within the first six months after I rehabbed them rather within the first six months. So hopefully you, you guys can see how I broke that down, right Your traditional rental property investor who might buy turnkey and cash flow. You know a couple hundred bucks a month versus somebody that's a burr investor who actually manages the rentals themselves so they don't have to go through a management company and give up all that profit and somebody who manages the construction house and also somebody who buys these properties off market at a discount so then you can actually make some money and cash flow and if you have a roof or a furnace or anything big or maybe a huge turnover where you got a Like rehab the whole thing Paint the whole thing Floor, kitchen, everything And you're still making money So, um, But why don't a lot of investors Go the the, the second route The route that I went Well, it's because it's a lot more work And nobody wants to do a lot more work Everyone wants to do uh, As least amount of work as possible And everyone wants to chase the Quote-unquote passive income. But I think um, I think there's a trade-off here, right? You chase, you chase the passive income, well, you're not gonna get any income. <laughs> you're just gonna get some uh, depreciation and, and and loan pay down. But if you go the active investor route, like what I just explained, um, that's when you get some rental property uh, that actually make you money. And then, and then when you get a whole portfolio of properties, you can actually, and you manage it in house. You can live off of that. You can you can totally live off of that portfolio, and it doesn't have to be big. You can have ten doors and manage it in house, and uh, and buy these things at a steep discount. You can you can live off your portfolio. Let me just mention one more fact: if you're if you're a Burr investor and you're buying these things at a steep discount, doing the rehab, and then doing the Burr method. Don't forget the the refi proceeds. You can make a lot of money just on the refi proceeds. So um, I just um, every every property that I do, I obviously refinance it. Some properties I make sixty grand on the refi proceeds. Some properties I make fifteen, but it doesn't matter. You know, you're still making a huge chunk on the refi proceeds. So that, that income is, uh, first of all, it's not taxed, and not a lot of people talk about it. So um, that's another aspect of uh, being an active investor who is also do, doing the Burr model, is, that, um, is those, uh, those refi proceeds. And if you guys don't know what refi, refi proceeds are, it's basically when you're refinancing the, uh, the, the house that you rehabbed, and let's say you're... You know, let's say you're a hundred thousand all in with purchase and renovation, but the bank values the house at 200 and then gives you 150,000 cash on the refi. So, if you're a hundred all in, but the bank gave you 150, there you go, you just made fifty thousand dollars in, in tax free refi proceeds. That's what that is. So, I just want to break that down for those of you guys that haven't heard that term or maybe don't know what I'm talking about. So <clears throat> Here's the, other, here's the other thing. Um, everyone talks about building wealth long term. Like they say, well, we'll invest in property, loan pay down, appreciation. And in 30 years, I'll have this house or these 10 houses or maybe portfolio of 100 houses that's paid off. And that's great. I mean, that's great. That's a great concept. But do you want to wait 30 years to be rich or do you want to be rich now? Like, ask yourself that question. There's, I guess there's no right or wrong answer here. But do you want to wait 30 years and then make all that money? Or do you just want to make that money right now by being an active investor and buying these rental properties at a discount and figuring out how to be a wholesaler, maybe becoming a flipper, and so on. So I don't think it's... um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that model. Is where people say, "Well, I know I'm buying this, and it's it's cash flowing at a hundred bucks a month or whatever. But in 30 years, it'll be worth a million dollars and it'll be paid off. That's great. But that's if you live 30 years, you know. And then and then and then you'll be 30 years older. So I always I always think about that. Like we don't have tomorrow's not promised, and 30 years is certainly not promised. So I don't want to wait to be rich in 30 years by by being that type of investor that takes the passive approach, I want to take the active approach and make as much money as I can now. So, and that is why guys, that is why I I took the active approach in my rentals and I took the active approach in my flips as well. Because I don't want to wait 30 years. I mean, if if everything goes well and in 30 years my rental portfolio is fully paid off, well, actually, I got 20 year loans on most of my rentals. 20 year loans. It's commercial, commercial lending is usually 20 years. But if, um, you know, I don't want to wait 30 years or 20 years, you know, I, I, I want to make the money now. So I want to figure out how to make, um, uh, how to find these deals, how to flip properties. Um, I want to figure out how to make as, money, as much money as I can on flips. And I want to learn how to make more money fast. Because tomorrow's not promised, and 30 years from now is definitely not promised. So that's why I took that active active invest, investor role, and um, I actually started not only doing rentals, but then I got into flipping and then wholesaling, and now we're getting into other businesses as well. But that's the thing. I realized earlier in my career, in my real estate career, that um, rental properties don't really make you any money, but but I learned that after my first flip, and I'll, I'll just tell you a quick story. So when I made my um, when I sold my first flip, um, I made about sixty thousand give or take, but it was about sixty thousand at the time at, at my police job. I was only making like forty five take home, so that blew my mind right there. That I can make sixty thousand on one flip, and I'm making. 45 take home for the whole year on top of that i had a portfolio of about 10 properties at the time maybe between seven and ten somewhere around there and i was making like six grand a, no not even maybe like four grand a month i was making like four grand a month and um and i remember doing this first flip and i made 60 grand in literally a couple months so i did i, I did the math and i'm like wow flipping houses makes you a lot more money and luckily for me I had a rental portfolio at the time so we offset all the expenses and the depreciation of my rentals into my flipping uh, profits and I didn't have to pay taxes which which was the uh, the beauty in this whole thing which I guess why it worked out because I had rentals at the time and, and the rental depreciation and tax write-off um, helped me out in my tax liability on the few flips that I was doing at the time. But anyway, that's when the light bulb went off. And I'm like, well, I could play this rental game. And I could, I guess, add like 30 or 40 more properties to my rental portfolio. And then I'll be making like this, much, this amount of money per year or whatever. Or I could just do one flip and make that amount of money. But what if I do two flips, three or ten and what if some flips I make 100 grand on and on some I make 50? And then I started asking myself these questions and I realized, wow, you can make a lot more money a lot faster than going the traditional rental route. So I just started thinking differently. And I realized that, um, that rental properties don't make you money. But I see, I didn't realize that until I started making some real money in flips. So it's just, you know, it's just a progression I had to go through to realize what I realized. But I think what I'm trying to do here is open up your eyes that if you're strictly a rental investor, well, a couple of things I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to see on, on on this particular episode. If you're a rental investor that thinks you're gonna get to um you know significant amount of wealth and a lifestyle that you really want, uh, just by doing the traditional single family invest, investing and making a couple hundred bucks a month it just you can do it but it's just going to take you a lot longer so another thing i'm trying to make you realize is is you have to take that active approach in being an investor you have to become a real estate professional right you have to become a real estate professional and when you take that active approach you will see that not only will your rental pro, rental portfolio make you a lot more money but if you learn wholesaling, if you learn flipping, and you learn the ins, ins and outs of this flipping, and just by listening to my podcast, I talk a ton about flipping and, and all the tactics that go into it. If, if you just learn that game, you will learn that on one flip, you can make five times more than your rental portfolio can do in a whole year. And if you do two or three or five or 10 of those a year, man, you can, be, you can make a million dollars easy million dollars easy. So, um, so hopefully I kind of explain to you why, in my opinion, going the traditional route in rental property investing doesn't make you any money. At least not right now. It'll make you money 20, 30 years from now when the loan is paid down. But when you get hit with those CapEx expenses, those uh, furnaces, those HVAC uh, expenses, those roofs, um, you're not going to make any money in the meantime. You're just going to be holding on to these rentals, and you know you're going to be making some chump change here and there. Unless you take an active approach into your rental portfolio, you you start you start managing it yourself. You'd start managing the the, the projects yourself on the construction side. Um, you also do the Burr method, and on top of that, you know. You learn other uh, avenues such as flipping and wholesaling, and you take that active approach, and you will make a lot more money in in the business. And ultimately, at this point, when you do to take that active approach, maybe you can quit your job. Maybe uh, eventually, um, if that you know if that's your dream and your goal is to quit your job, if you're not happy with where you're at, and take and then transition to real estate full time like I did, and basically taking destiny into your own hands because a lot of opportunities are, are are gonna open up for you guys when you take that leap of faith but again you can't take the passive approach you have to take the active approach so hopefully I gave you some insight on why I don't think rental properties make you money if you do it the traditional way or the lazy way or the passive way and hopefully you see now by Taking that active role in the business you can literally 10x your income and definitely leave your job definitely if you just take that active approach guys it's almost inevitable you will eventually leave your job because you will see that the amount of money you're making in your real estate business is just so much more so much more especially and then especially if you get your significant other on board or like your best friend or somebody Like, um, you know, when me and my wife teamed up and she became an agent and um, and we started doing flips and designs and and all this uh, together, uh, the velocity of money and the trajectory just went crazy. Um, And we're not, you know, we're not and I'm not where I want to be yet. I still got hopes and dreams and, you know, and and I still want to do bigger, bigger, way bigger things than what I'm doing. And I will. But it all starts with. Um, having a plan, taking that active role in your real estate business, hopefully getting your significant other on board, and then just doubling down and crushing it, guys. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to me. That's all I got for today's episode. And I'll see you on the next podcast. Later, guys.